I like big books and I cannot lie. Kim and Julie sure can't deny. When a book walks in with a big thick spine, we're gonna have a good time. So, baby, wanna talk books with ya? You get the picture. Just push play and subscribe and turn to chapter five. Hey. <laughs> Julie, I'm Hi. so excited. I've been looking forward to this for like two months, and now I it's know. In the December plague, like prevented us from recording it earlier. For real, I think every parent that I have talked to is so over this freaking year of cold and flu. I don't yeah. know. We're not taking that energy. It's 2023. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're done with it. Um, sure. I say here as I like have a sore throat, but I am, it'll be good. It's and I'm, I have my inhaler. Just call <laughs> me Urkel. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we are, we are not, we're carrying good health in this year. I'm naming it and claiming it. Okay. So we're going, we're here to talk about our favorite books of 2022. And I have to say, like, I was so picky. It is a short, mm-hmm. short list, like a short, same. short man. <laughs> it's a short, short list. <laughs> same, same. But first, we you got a text like right before we started recording, and yes. I made you stop telling me because you asked somebody to pick you up some butter balls. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, I'm coughing. But okay, backstory: my best friend Erin works in Texas, and like literally, she's been my best friend since we were 14 years old. So she visits a few times a year, and she is the coveted favorite aunt because she just completely spoils everyone because she doesn't live here so -hmm. she doesn't have to discipline and all that stuff so they're all coming over for a pizza and wing night at my house and she's picking up the pizza from Bainbridge which is like 20 minutes away from here and she's picking it up from a local pizza place called Uncle Beals and they have (laughs) they have these things called butter balls okay and before y'all get in my face about this I know I had gastric sleeve surgery and I might only can eat one but it's the most gonna be the most glorious buttery ball I ever did eat and (laughs) I don't care if you take that dirty in fact I hope you do but it's like a, a glorious ball of dough of pizza dough and it's dipped and covered in garlicky butter I mean like it will it like you hold it up just imagine this with me all you're holding up the butter ball and it's dripping with garlic butter I mean there's no other way to eat it other than to get buttery garlic all over your face and I love it I love it so I asked her to pick me up some how big are these butter balls like are they the size of my palm they're oh my gosh that's why I can only eat one now because I got a smaller stomach. But like it's solid dough all the way through? It's all dough. But oh, there funny. is like a buffalo chicken one that has like buffalo chicken in the middle. But I don't like buffalo chicken. Like I just don't. I've never liked it. So I just eat the whole like bready, garlicky goodness. All right. I think I'm going to need a picture of this because I make I pizza every week. But I'm like, I, I can make this, it. I think. But I, I don't know that I'm like. I don't, un- I don't think I understand like the full girth and like how it permeates. Uh, <laughs> so I'll you're just not you getting like, okay. But I will say, because you are a, such a healthy eater, like if your cholesterol doesn't raise by just looking at it, you didn't make it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you don't gain 10 pounds by just your eyes focusing on it, it's not the correct way. I'm a little scared. <laughs> it's delicious. It is 
delicious. I cannot wait. And now I'm now I'm immediately hungry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like we need so we've been talking about later this year putting mm-hmm. some of the episodes from the podcast on YouTube just so people have that option to watch. I feel yeah. like your description and like, you know, <laughs> showing us what this could look like. And also full disclosure, I'm on like day I don't know what hair. I'm on day and- six. I cut my bangs this morning because they were bothering me. And now I have like a weird bang comb over. I feel like people could, they would, they could laugh with us. You know, (laughs) your bangs are banging as always. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, if you don't like a good ball joke, then boo on you. But I feel like (laughs) YouTube would, you know what I mean? I I don't know. Our people would, so. Yeah, for sure. All right, so... How many books? Did you count how many books you read in? Heck no. My spreadsheet was shot to shit. Sorry, but it was. <laughs> like beginning the year of the spreadsheet, keeping up with it. And then I was like, mm, I totally lost track. Totally. Are you counting? I did. I just counted. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't also count. Like I did some rereads. And, and audible. I did Audible. I think Audible's on here, but oh. like I put, for example, I read that Broken Bond series. And how mm-hmm. many books does that? Six books or five? Uh, I have it right here. One, two, three, four, five, six. So yeah. I only put that as one book. So I'm mm-hmm. somewhere in between like 50 and 60 books last year. Heck yeah. Give or take. But we were just saying like, I was so. I don't give a five star easy. Um, like I only have four five-star books mm-hmm. for the whole year and I some of them I've really enjoyed like a three-star I enjoyed that ride I might even yeah. read it but it's not it's not in the the realm so yeah. yeah also I just need to point out this fact and I wish I had a drum roll because I'm like oh or we could do this we could do this the Rocky theme song what is that you know like imagine him in that sweatsuit running up the steps <laughs> What was it? Um, it's the Eye of the Tiger. Was it? I don't know. I've Dun-na-na. never seen the movie. <laughs> I, I've never seen Rocky either, but I've seen that clip. <laughs> I, I, y'all probably thought I knew I was talking about wrong. But I said that to say I finally finished the Throne of Glass series. Yay. Can I just say, literally, that took like a year. <laughs> it took so freaking long but it was worth it would I ever reread it absolutely not absolutely not oh don't say absolutely you might get like there's a one book if you guys haven't read the throne of glass series how many books is there nine twenty nine hundred <laughs> listen you listen to it on audiobooks so that was like twenty nine hundred hours yes because it's but longer I that loved, way I loved the audiobook I loved the narrator so yeah so they like there's the one where she leaves and goes across the sea right to like mm-hmm. find herself and do the training she's like at her lowest low mm-hmm. and then she also comes back and like there is a massive revenge and all of these strings come together and you see like this mastermind of everything that's happening. And I have probably, I not only reread that book, but I got an audiobook and I've listened to it like three times. So you're telling yeah. me like, there's not even one book in that series. I don't know. Right now. No, cause I'm still a little mad about it, but ask me in a few months. 
Okay, I predict future Kim is going to reread at least one book from that series. We'll see. But okay, do you want to go ahead and tell me what your first book is? Um, your top first book from twenty twenty two. I'm gonna do it in in order. Okay, and so. My first top book from 2022, because we're going to stay on the Sarah J. Moss fan train. Yeah. Where else would we be? Was I read Crescent City 2, which was mm-hmm. House of Sky and Breath. Mm-hmm. It's an unfinished series. It yeah. is the 5,000th book from this author. Like she wrote <laughs> Throne of Glass first, and then she wrote Court of Thorns and Roses. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And now this Crescent City series, which I feel like her world building and her genius when it comes to tying together mm-hmm. a story, it's, next to none. it's like, it's beyond. So it's all, these books are like her advanced thesis doctorate. And so this is a continuation. The first story is about Bryce and mm-hmm. She lives in Crescent City, which is where this story takes place. There's, it is still fantasy. So there's like angels though in this book, which there weren't in the other books. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of different creatures. She has a best friend, like her, her main female characters are funny, strong. They're really like multifaceted. And Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like the first book I feel like is a mystery, um, Mm -hmm. Whereas the second book is like a continuation. There's certainly like complex mysteries that are involved, but the first one I feel like was a pretty standalone mystery. So anyway, that book has to be my favorite ending and keeping in mind, this is an unfinished series. Like it's my favorite ending of any book of all time. And Kim is of all time, of all time ever. It's so, so I like, I laughed, I cried I laughed and cried. I reread it because I think I was reading it. I reread it like 10 different times. I've like moved forward and then I go back and then I move forward and I go back. So I'm, I already told Kim when she gets to like the last couple chapters. Yeah. Cause I I'm want, reading like, it right now. Yes. So I want like a, like a page by page or like something minute by minute update of like, this is I'm gonna send you so many insane boxers. I need Just it. Be prepared. We could download them and then put them at like the end of the episode. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> for posterity. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my first books. I'm just gonna because it's a series. It kind of turned into an accidental series um, because the author wasn't planning on writing a second book. But we've talked about these before. They're definitely in my top twenty. 2022 list is drive and reverse Mm -hmm. by Kate Stewart. So freaking good. I mean, just so good. They're not about NASCAR, so I don't even go there. But (laughs) it's about this girl who wants to be a music journalist. Like, so she wants to travel with bands and write all the articles about the music industry and all this stuff. And she meets a fledgling drummer with you know, kind of addiction issues and past traumas. And it's about their love story. Another guy comes into play that she also loves, which is kind of heartbreaking. And then the second book turns into a book about their, like her child, her son, and the guy that 
you know, didn't work out his daughter. And it's such a beautiful continuation of the story. Yeah. There's healing, there's love, there's spiciness, there's drama. And it's just beautiful. I love those two books. I love that series. And you guys can't see, but I started like frantically waving at Kim because I like the second book. I feel like you just need to like go into it and not read anything about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, wait, don't say anything. Sorry, my bad. No, no. That was like perfect. <laughs> because then you say like, it's about the continuation of the story through their kid's perspective. Mm-hmm. And you'll yeah. know when you get there, you'll be like, all right. It's wonderful. I loved it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. All right. My... What's interesting is, as I was looking at this list, uh, um, I really wanted to like, I read a lot of fiction. I read mostly fiction, like probably 90, 95% fiction, mm-hmm. but my list is two of my favorite books were fiction and two were nonfiction. So it's kind of really? interesting, but my first like five-star read that I absolutely was consumed with at the time, I just loved it so much was Rich's F. Mm-hmm. My Amanda Francis. I think she says mm-hmm. the whole word on the cover of a book, but I think there's an asterisk where the U is because I own the book. Something. Is there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like I needed that book. If you just want to <sighs> feel like so you're inspired. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but sometimes reading something and somebody is in like a mood or a moment, they can make you feel something. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about like high vibe, whatever that means to you, I could, I would listen to that on walks because listening to it in her voice first, it was a little off putting because it is very Valley girl. And I didn't know if I could do it, but so many people said the audiobook was worth it. And I will say for me, it did become like you were talking to your friend and you started to overlook some of that sort mm-hmm. of valley girl yeah. sort of talking. But I just live, I would just listen to those words and kind of like she was my hype woman. She would pop mm-hmm. me up and I would still go back and use that book for the same purpose and listen to it again. So more so than money mindset, it just is like a feeling that evokes and a confidence that she brings out. And Mm -hmm. I found a lot of value and really loved that book at the time when I read it. If you have never read that book, I, I back you up. I would suggest doing the audio book first and just know going in that her accent is a little cringy and Mm -hmm. that's really funny coming from me, but she also gives more in the audiobook version than she does mm-hmm. in the print version. She talks, um, she like dives in and goes on these rants and tangents that are so funny. It really feels like you're at coffee or you're having a coffee with your extra bougie friend, <laughs> but she inspires you and she's very raw and very real. And she makes talking about money super comfortable because like in my culture where I come from in the South, um, and especially my generation, like people really view um, raw, authentic discussions about money as cringy, whereas I welcome them. So I loved it. And I listened to the audiobook twice. I own the print version, but I'm probably going to listen to the audiobook again this year because it was so good. So my next book for 2022, my top book, it's actually an entire series and it's called the Bonds That Tie series by Jay Bree. Broken Bonds, Savage Bonds, Blood Bonds, Force Bonds, Tragic Bonds, and Unbroken Bonds. And I know that's a lot of bonds. 
but it was so good. I was honestly not expecting it to be as good as it was. And it has a kick-ass female character, which you know we love. And it's got like divergent vibes, but it's very much like this girl that has these phenomenal gifts, trying to save the world, comes in contact with her mates. Yes, there's more than one, so it's kind of like got reverse harem vibes. <laughs> and, you know, it's just about their story of becoming mates and essentially saving the world. It's really good. It was interesting because I feel like that book, I gave it a four star instead of a five. It kind of had like a light bully romance in the beginning. So as always, like if, especially when we're talking about any book, but like read the trigger warnings because there are some Mm -hmm. for, for all these books. But I wonder for you, like, I think the reason why it didn't become a five is that some of the later books, they're so necessary, necessary to the story, but it felt a little repetitive. It was like this event would happen. Like you said, very divergent vibes. And Mm -hmm. then this event would happen and you know they're all unique and different and you want because there are four is that right there are four different six there's six six. oh no there's four mates yeah four mates so because of that it was like you you need that time to tell all those different stories and to see like why that made sense I think for me it was the bullying part of it didn't bother me as much because it was light and the books moved way faster than like, say like Throne of Glass or something. So I, and I think because I went in not expecting much and then got so much, Mm -hmm. which is why I gave it five stars. But I'm curious because after that book, I, I think one of the only other reverse harem romances I've read is the Madison Kate series oh god I love that series and I feel like if I'm comparing the two like if somebody wants to read a series that's a a reverse harem I guess Madison Kate's different in that it's not a fantasy which I would say normally I would like prefer fantasy but I think I prefer that series over the Bond series if I had to choose like if I had to take one with me to a desert oh, island, I agree and I've so? read I've read the Madison Kate series like three times now it's just like a comfort read as crazy as that sounds but it truly is and um the only reason it's not on my list is because I read it like a few years ago so it's not from 2022 but you know this Mass and Kate, I do rank higher than this, but this was definitely a top one from 2022. Mm-hmm. But my, and Mass and Kate was also my first reverse harem. So it's like, you know, your first time, <laughs> you'll never forget it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but, you know, it just holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Okay. So my next one that I read was also a five-star, but it was nonfiction. And you know, if you've listened to any of the book episodes from this year, this one like had me by the throat. It was so unexpected because I was running, right? I was like training to run this really long distance. And so I was like, I'll get a running book. So without doing any other research, I just typed in, yeah, I just like typed in running on audible and like listened to a couple intros. I had no clue what it was about. I thought it was going to tell me like, form and you know how to be a better runner I would say that was like the least of the content in there it was ultimately a story about how this guy put together a race 
that is still going on today. That's they do these brutal endurance races that are like a mm-hmm. hundred miles straight through the desert. And this is in Mexico. And it was like the four top runners in the world, but nobody really was there to witness it. And the cast of characters that came together to make this happen, it would just was so interesting. And it always reminds me like there's so much life out there. There's so many interesting people doing interesting things. Even if I don't have the desire to go run a hundred miles in the, you know, the desert. Yeah. I love that people are so passionate about things and that's what it felt like. It was a story, but it was passion. I learned a ton because I learned about barefoot runners and how they are runners that are starting in their 40s, 50s, and 60s and doing it barefoot and beating these kids that are like 18, 20 years old. Not that that's their goal, but there's people out there that are learning about like how people hunted on the savanna and Mm -hmm. they actually like chase these animals down and wore them out, you know, in like these, these cultures. And some of them still are able to like be studied today. So you could tell I'm still so excited know, about this like, dang book. I wish that y'all could see Julie's face. Like her eyes literally light up when she's talking about this book. It's so precious. I've got big googly eyes. I just, I, I forgot. Like I, I freaking love this book and it was so interesting. And am I running right now? No, like I tweaked my knee and so I'm walking, but I would still listen to this book again. It was just, if any of that sounds, if you like a very interesting, dynamic, character-driven, but with like some science. They talked about, okay, my last thing. (laughs) Like they talked about how Nike was started and how it was like completely different than what I understood. Because I think I have that Phil Knight book, the Shoe Dog book. No, Mm -hmm. like this talking about it and how like Nike shoes ultimately have like screwed up a lot of people's feet because they just yeah. put more, like more and more and more padding when our feet aren't mi- anyway you guys <laughs> it is so good <laughs> I love that book I love hearing you talk about it all right. all right okay so this is actually my last book on my list I only had three for the year that were five stars mm-hmm. but this one is a nonfiction, and Julie actually recommended it to me I listened to it on audible audible sorry I can't talk and the author actually narrated it which I absolutely love when that happens but it's called A Golden Dust by Samantha Wheels and it was just an awesome book about just told all about her story of how she literally started from the bottom it's like started from the bottom now we're here Mm -hmm. I mean like literally that's her story of um creating and making jewelry to owning a multi multi-million dollar jewelry business to walking away from that to pursuing to pursue other passions so um I just love how she breaks it down she had to overcome a lot being a female in that industry and it's just a very unorthodox journey I just loved it she just has so much wisdom and insight and courage and she's Australian, so her accent is mm, glorious. Delicious. I love it. It's very much like if you need some encouragement or some inspiration to follow your own voice and your intuition and yeah. where that's bringing you, that's mm-hmm. definitely the book to listen to. Yes, because her story is all about following her intuition. And mm-hmm. she'll talk about times that she really wrestled with it and went against it. And it ended up biting her in the butt. 
And, you know, I'm a Pisces, so like my gut rules all. And I completely connected with her on that. And I just, I loved it. So if you need some inspiration, if you like learning about people, which I do, um, I think it's just because I'm insanely nosy. But I just, I love a good inspiring tale. So Mm -hmm. a good one. All right. That leads us to my last five-star book of the year, which... I love this book too. Like I really, I, you know, I've read a lot of books, but I found these ones that are going to be treasures forever. And this one will always hold a special place in my heart. So because I like fantasy reading, I found this genre. I think they probably talked about it on TikTok and it's, Mm -hmm. it's called cozy fantasy. So that's the genre. So you can look that up. You could search it on videos Mm -hmm. and people talk about their favorite cozy fantasy reads. And this was one of the ones that was recommended. It's called Legends and Lattes. And the author reads this book, which very few times I feel like in fiction is that done. Um, Neil Gaiman is famous for reading his books. And he's, I mean, those books are just absolutely like so good. If you want an author read, but just like he just draws you and it makes it that much better. So this author read his book and I think it was his first book he ever wrote. Mm-hmm. So it's about, and was it an orc? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think that's a thing. Is it an orc or an orc? I think it's an orc. So she's like a mercenary and mm-hmm. she decides she's going to like take her little life savings and go settle down and open up a coffee shop in this unknown town. But the thing is, nobody knows what coffee is. Because this is like yeah. it, through her travels, she's come across it. And I think they said it's like a goblin invention. So she gets it's like orders these like mach- goblin machines and the, the beans. But nobody in town knows what coffee is. And then wow. like other people come into her life. Or I say people loosely. Like other characters. Mm-hmm. There's a rat named Ratkin who's mm-hmm. a pastry chef. Um, and there is like a very light plot line. I don't personally... I haven't come across any books I could think of that have no plot that I enjoy. Sort of those slice of life. I feel like they were always on Oprah's book club that I just could not. I, I, I'm like, no, you got to like something has to happen. So something yeah. happens, but it's not like if this doesn't happen, the world will end and right. creation as we, you know, it's not stressful. I was yeah. not stressed out and I was very tickled like the whole way through. And I think the audiobook might only be five hours. Like it feels like it was a very short experience, but I can listen to it around my kids. Like there was nothing crazy. I don't think there was curse words, but it just, it was such a good story. And uh, that one will stick with me. I loved it so much. Heck yeah. Well, what are you reading right now? I'm reading a couple things right now, but nothing is really, I actually, I cannot wait to talk to you more about this. So the book, that I read last year that I really liked. It was probably like a four-star read. It was Between Wrath and Mercy. And that book Mm. had a main female character that was 30 years old. And it's great because it's like, it's not these like 18 through 22-year-olds, which are still lovely characters and and we're we're all here for it. But it was an interesting take. Like she had a daughter who's 16. It was a very, very good story. And so I'm reading part two of that story and it's just not, it's not doing it for me. Like I've been wanting to talk to you about this book for so long because, you know, 
I love a good like year down low and you feel that with the character and then they like kind of come out of it. Like, um, I still think that's why part of the reason why people like Twilight, because for better or for worse, that author makes you feel. (laughs) Sorry. That's where my brain goes. Like every time. Go ahead. What is that from? (laughs) That's from Twilight, that song with the beginning of the movie. That, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> go ahead. Now I'm going to have to watch the movie. Yes, go ahead. But like that and then like Sarah J. Moss, like the book I was talking about before where she's just like down in the depths, like you're there with her. It's not belabored in my opinion. Right. Um, you're just like feeling that emotion with them. And I feel like this author tried Mm-hmm. and you're reading it but you're not like internalizing those emotions of the characters right. and so the first part of the book is just like all this bad stuff happened and everybody's sad and depressed but but you're not feeling it like you're not taking me on that journey I'm just reading it which then is kind of annoying like I don't know it's just not it's not capturing my attention so then I have a book on audible so I'm like trying to go back and forth and mm-hmm. if you guys, maybe you do, Kim, but if you guys, anytime you have a book recommendation, send it my way. Cause I would say For like, sure. I'm, I'm hurting a little bit. So I picked up a wizard's guide to defensive baking, Okay, which is cute. It's like a 14 year old main character. So it's skewing a little young. There's a mystery. She is uh, like magically talented, but it only involves like pastry basically Mm. so she has a little gingerbread cookie that she brought to life her sourdough starter is like alive his name's bob he lives in the basement she can like make things not stale or you know things like that but it's it's going i wouldn't say at this point i'd recommend it but ultimately like i'm kind of feeling a little blah with my reading choices yeah I'm not because I'm in the midst of um, House of Sky and Breath. And then on Audible, well, I'm reading it both. Like I will listen to it on Audible throughout the day and then at night, like because you can sync your Audible and your Kindle. Mm-hmm. You know, so at night, I'm reading it on the Kindle because it's like really freaking long. So you can do that. It is really also, long. I'm about to start um, Prince Harry's book, and mm. I'm really looking forward to that because, you know, I'm nosy and I love learning about people's lives, and he narrates it. And then I just started this book. Um, shoot, I forgot the name um, of the author. Like, I literally started it earlier today, and I was like, uh, I might need the Kindle version because this is going a little over my head. It was... The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. Mm-hmm. Like I saw it on TikTok. This guy quoted from it. And I was like, ooh, I really like that. It's all about like mindset and self-awareness. But I listened to the first few chapters and I was like, ooh, this is deep. I might not can listen to it and work at the same time. Yeah. You know? So, but one of the quotes from it is that I saw on TikTok, which influenced me to get the the book is you're, you need to talk to yourself and view yourself and act and feel like the person that you want to become. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is, you know, if you are the person you want to become, then that's great. But I 
always feel like there's room for improvement. So for me, it's like someone that's very wise about their finances and their business and like makes wise choices. So I'm like going to try to get in that headspace and be more self-aware with it. Anyway, that's where I'm at with my books. So I got a fantasy and two nonfictions. So I think I might read, and I don't think you've read this one either, but it's like number one on recommendations. Like when I watched, and I watched a bunch of videos of what people's favorite books were for last year, because I'm nosy and they like consistently in the top three, if not number one was daughter of no words. No, I have not heard that. I'm not heard of that. You haven't? No. Uh Uh-uh. It has been like, it has had my algorithm of TikTok and YouTube in like a chokehold of just people love it so much. And they say it's like hands down. It's a, it's a series. So Uh I think I have the sample downloaded. So Mm -hmm. if you guys are interested, if you're not, we'll still be here talking about it. (laughs) But if you're interested and you want to know about it. (laughs) <laughs> then sure. come back because when we do our little book update w- before that we're going to do our set part two of spicy books because mm-hmm. we know from the downloads it's still like top five you guys love that episode from last year we're yeah. a little bit late with it but we're going to give you some spicy books to warm up your spring i was made for month. that episode i am <laughs> born for it we're ready. We have our list. Like we've just been ready. So that's going to come soon. But then sometime, probably like in the spring, we'll just break down like what we've been reading. We'll mm-hmm. revisit because Kim will be done with Crescent City by then. <laughs> I'll be spoiler free, but all the reactions. Yeah. I'm so excited for you to go eat your butter Butterballs. Yes. I, think I was saying the wrong thing. I can't wrap my mind butter around Butter balls. You have to say it like that. Like the word balls has to be like five syllables. So <laughs> butter balls. Okay. Because you can't just say balls. That's very boring. It's balls. Okay. You have to emphasize it because it's going to be like garlicky, buttery goodness. And God, I hope no, my nutritionist never hears this because, you know, a gastric sleeve person. But I'm going to eat that one ball and I'm going to fill up with it and it's going to be amazing. All right. Well, we will, we will take a picture and we'll repost this when it's time yes. for this episode to go live because people are going to need to know. Maybe yeah. it's like everywhere but Alaska, but I have never, I've never heard of this. I'm so sorry. Southern cuisine. <laughs> yes. But you guys don't have fermented fish head soup. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Because that just sounds really appetizing. <laughs> the delicacy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friend. Well, thank you for joining us today. And uh, happy reading to you guys. Yes, for sure. Bye, y'all. Bye.